Welcome to the Radio 191 FM podcast. A weekly catch-up with a different executive member each week, talking about what they do, what they have done, and any other exciting things going on at OUSA. It's Executive Chairs. This week for Executive Chairs, we're joined by the residential rep, two-time residential rep, rather, the legend Jack Saunders. How are you? Hey, yeah, no, I'm great, thanks. Cool. Cool, yeah, great. Awesome, Not used man. to being called a legend. Oh, you're, you're a bit overwhelmed. Uh, yeah, no, a bit, bit much going on. Hey, well, um, congrats on making it to Alert Level 2. Yeah, cheers. Happy to be here, in all honesty. Right. It must have been a really hectic time for lockdown to be the residential rep because everyone's problems would be focused in the house. What kind of issues did students come to you with uh, during lockdown? Yeah, I think for me, the biggest issues um, were sort of like around the halls and around the... Um, with subordinates particularly um, coming to me with issues about the sort of pays and stuff and obviously yeah I was really fortunate in that I've been in the role for two years um, so I kind of knew all the precedents that had been set last year um, and yeah last year it honestly sounds like the lockdown was better for people in halls this year um, just because they the halls ended up following the Ministry um, of Education guidelines and they were allowed to remain as one big bubble as opposed to last year where they were divided up. So it honestly sounds like, um, yeah, everyone had a pretty good time. I met with the colleges committee and the subwarden committee and they, um, yeah, it sounded like they were enjoying it. There were a couple of small issues, but nothing overly concerning. Um, yeah, the biggest thing for us was trying to get the um, 100% rebate for people who went home. Um, we'd always gone out fighting with the um, pretense that, you know, people shouldn't be paying for a service that they weren't receiving. So, um, yeah, I was getting myself ready to have this big fight. And then, um, yeah, it just came out that actually everyone was already getting that. So that ended up working out perfectly. Um, But, yeah, the biggest issue that I ended up facing was the retention pay for um, subordinates that chose to stay. So, sorry, like it's kind of a bit of a complicated issue, but... Basically, people who went home, including subordinates, were getting the full rebate. So that was, what, around 400 bucks a week. Um, subordinates who chose to go home were told that they wouldn't be working their normal hours um, and that they weren't able to and that they wouldn't be paid their hours. And subordinates who chose to stay were initially, um, when we were consulted, they were going to be receiving an extra 50 bucks per week. Um, obviously, that didn't sit quite right, given that, you know, subordinates who went home were actually ending up financially better off than those who stayed even though they were still working um the ones who stayed were still working 19 hour weeks and were receiving an extra what 50 bucks for that um and so yeah we basically went back to kind of the big wigs of the uni and said actually last year it was 140 dollars i was lucky that i'd had the same argument um last year and so i think we had a bit of a solid ground for that um yeah and then went back to them and they pretty much came back and said yeah, actually, we've taken that into consideration. And my response to that was all informed by, like, the subwarden committee, and I was keeping them posted pretty much the whole time. But, um, yeah, that was a huge win. And so for every full week that we were in Level 4 or Level 3, um, subwardens that chose to stay, all of them received an additional 140 bucks, which was pretty treat. <laughs> That's, that is wonderful. You must have a really strong relationship with the uni after two years in the job and being able to communicate with them so smoothly. Yeah, no, it's definitely, um, 
Yeah, sending an email and having a CCN, you know, like Chief Operating Officer, like Vice Chancellor, Head of Campus and Collegiate Life Services, it can be pretty stressful at times. But um, yeah, I like to think that by now I've got a solid working relationship with everyone and I'm not actually that afraid to kind of stand up for what I and what everyone else um, involved in those situations believes in. That's wonderful. But it's not all, uh, it's not all tough tough bickies it's also some fun stuff i understand you've got the competitions for best and worst flat coming up soon yeah no we're hopefully going to be bringing those back i've been working closely alongside um people in the critic to try and bring this back so basically it's going to be um yeah we're looking for the best and the worst flat in dunedin um we're going to be opening up nominations and we've actually just had confirmation that we're going to be partnering with deliver easy to um bring out some prizes for people to try and feed their flats but yeah it's pretty much gonna come out and we're assessing like we really don't want to be glorifying you know the worst flats in Dunedin but for us it's kind of sort of like a consolation prize if you're living in the worst flat you know you actually deserve some good stuff to happen to you (laughs) and then um yeah similarly we want to really celebrate um the really good quality houses in Dunedin because I know that there are some and I feel like if we can sort of promote and publicise those, then, you know, landlords and students alike might actually end up seeing that there is a standard that they should kind of be aiming for. Um, yeah, more so landlords, but just getting students thinking about, oh, actually, why isn't my landlord doing that? Or why doesn't, you know, why don't we have that kind of relationship with them? Or rah rah But yeah, looks like it's going to be pretty exciting. So um, yeah, the criteria for it, it's going to be based on like the external appearance of your flat, um, kind of how responsive your landlord is and how well they communicate. Um, going to assess like the level of heating and everything, pretty topical considering healthy home standards are going to need to be fully in play as of next year. Um, yeah, like quality of all the appliances and furnishings that your flat came with, kind of like security, the rooms and yeah, we've actually got the mayor, Aaron Hawkins, sitting on the judging panel with us this year. Yeah, it's going to be hopefully pretty awesome. Is your flat going to be entering? I don't think so. (laughs) I think it's, um, yeah, we want to try and avoid some bias if I'm sitting on the judging panel as well. Sure. Is your flat um, a really nice one? Have you landed yourself a good one? No, I would say I'd be on the other end of the spectrum. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gunning for that that prized worst position. That prized wooden spoon. Yes. Awesome. So people should watch out for those um, entries opening up very soon. Yeah, yeah. All of that's um, going to be coming out on the critic social media pages, and then OUSA is going to be sharing it as well. So keep your eyes peeled on the Facebook pages. Oh god, I, I can't wait to see it. It's going to be carnage. Sounds great. Yeah, it is. It's going to be chaos. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for joining us, Jack. And best of luck for the best and worst flats. I'm rooting for you. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for um, thanks for having me. This was a Radio 191 FM podcast. All of our content lives online at r1.co.nz.